Hi, it's Chef Barry Daycake from Barry's Downtown Prime. Hi, this is Breach and Crew. I'm the owner of Bite Size Magazine. Hi, I'm Jamie Tran from the Black Sheet. I'm the chef and owner, and you're listening to Two Sharp Chefs. What's up, chefs, hospitality family, foodies? You're listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louie Victa, chef and professional food photographer. Thanks for joining us. We started this podcast in June 2019 to honor Anthony Bourdain, a fellow chef who gave us all a better understanding of different cultures and people through his daring food adventures. We're here to expand the dialogue. We're two chefs cooking up raw, honest conversations about chef life, food, and the hospitality industry. So come on in. You can sit with us. Happy Pride Month, Louie. Happy Pride Month. June. Um, So, of course, we're celebrating Pride Month, and we have the amazing queer couple that owns Vintage Vegan Diner coming up, and they are such a delight. You're going to love that, so make sure you stay on to hear them. Uh, For pandemic provisions today, we are going to be talking Pride Month to go with the occasion. So quickly, um, the history of Pride Month, um, it's commemorated in June and not everywhere, but in many places it's commemorated in June in the US. And the reason is because it goes back to the Stonewall riots that happened in June of 1969. And that's when a police raided a gay club in Greenwich Village. Um, When they did that, many of the bar patrons and actually people in the neighborhood just started fighting back. And it kind of became a symbol of you know, standing up for oneself, standing up for your neighbors. And um, for six days, they had protests and clashes with law enforcement. And many people refer to it as one of the most important events in the fight for LGBT rights, especially here in the U.S. You have a few more interesting, fun facts, right? So I'm going to talk about rainbows. Rainbows, rainbows. We see a lot of rainbows, rainbows they're everywhere. Yeah. I love my watch. Look. Okay. Yes. So, and I just love rainbows in general, but yeah. So, rainbows don't only mean unicorns <laughs> and happiness. <laughs> the rainbow flag was actually created by Gilbert Baker. She was born in 1951, raised in Parsons, Kansas, and has served in the U.S. Army between 1970 and 1972. So this flag flew at the original San Francisco Gay Pride Parade in 1978. And it composed of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight stripes. The current Rainbow Gay Flag only has six stripes, but they didn't like cancel out any of those um, colors, not for any like reason. They did it because there was like some kind of like a fabric short shortage. It's funny. <laughs> anyway, so the original eight colors represent one certain thing. Hot pink represents sex. Red means life. Orange is healing. Yellow is sunlight. Green is nature. Turquoise is magic and art. Indigo is serenity and violet spirit. So that's a lot. Wow. A lot of meeting, a lot of meeting goes into the rainbow flag. So when you see it flying around, give it some love and appreciation. Of course. Happy yeah. Pride. 
Hello, friends. We have Vintage Vegan Diner with us today, and they offer plant-based frozen comfort food online and also now from like a beautiful pink vending machine in Ferguson's downtown. We're going to get into that a little bit. Thank you so much. We have Tom Parnham and Taylor Riley Parham, the owners, with us right now. Welcome Yay. to the podcast. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having yes. us. We're so excited. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Jinx. Ten more times. I apologize in advance. It's okay. You guys are adorable. Um, you <laughs> opened for business smack in the middle of a freaking pandemic. Yeah. How was that? And why do you call it vintage vegan diner? Well, I mean, oh, well, I think, well, vintage first vegan of all, diner, we opened in a pandemic because of who? Because of me. But I have to say, <laughs> I have to say that we didn't expect it to turn out how it was. We kind of just expected like our parents and our friends to order from to us honest, for our, yeah. from our first weekend. Yeah. And then you tweeted and it just blew up from there. Mm-hmm. And we woke up to like a crap ton of orders and it was way more insane than we expected. 100%. But vintage vegan diners, like, I think, I don't remember the exact moment. I came up with it. I just love vintage stuff and I always collected vintage stuff. So I knew I wanted that to be our aesthetic. Retro and stuff. And for me, I was like, I was telling her, I'm like, babe, vintage vegan diner. I feel like it's too many words. I was telling her too many (laughs) syllables. I was like, like, Jack in the box, McDonald's, you know, like, you know, quick things like that. And I remember to buy the domain mm-hmm. and I was like maybe we should just buy a vintage vegan.com you're like no it needs to be a vintage vegan diner and I was like mm-hmm. how about we make all the social media just vintage vegan it's just so much easier you were trying to convince me I and obviously <laughs> it didn't work but <laughs> but honestly now I've like grown to love the name because yeah. I feel like even though it's like a tongue twister for everybody it's also like a conversation starter too because yeah. people are like how vintage vegan and you hear people stumble it all the time so mm-hmm. it's like easy to like correct them and get that like name out there so yeah that's where it's at now i like it i think you go like vvd i like that all right so you've recently added that amazing pink vending machine at ferguson's downtown yeah. so how'd you come up with that idea and like why a vending machine and how difficult was it to pull off because it seems like it has a lot of overhead uh, I'm getting triggered already. Oh, you are. Yeah. Like trigger warning, trigger warning. Right. Tell me about the worst time ever. <laughs> it was another crazy idea of mine, of course. I remember we were driving to our kitchen and I think we were just getting really exhausted with doing a bunch of orders and having to, you know, do the curbside. Yeah, every you know, day I love dealing with weekend. customers because it's like one of my favorite things to do but also people are so picky and it gets like really 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 difficult sometimes and it was just a lot especially during the pandemic it's a lot to deal with with a lot of people's emotions just trying to come get some food yeah I think you also have to take into account that we were making the food like taking the orders out taking the orders dealing with customers and basically doing all the parts like just us as two people and now I think back, I don't even know how we survived that. Mm-hmm. But we were on the way to the kitchen one day and Taylor was like, hey, I think we should do a frozen vending machine. And I looked at her like, what the hell? Oh, pardon my language. <laughs> no, you can um, say whatever you want. This is like NSFW. <laughs> and I had looked at her and I was like, a frozen vending machine? Like, is that even a thing? I was convinced she was making it up. 
Well, no, because I remember growing up and going to Chuck E. Cheese and seeing yes! the <laughs> yes! yes! It looks just like that. Yes! It's actually, it is that machine. And we ended oh. up buying it. So it's really crazy to like go back <laughs> and like getting that vending machine and yeah. just like redoing the whole thing. And so it was converted ice cream machine originally is what it was. So essentially like a big freezer and then it just suctions everything up. And I think like when you had first told me about the idea, I thought it was crazy, especially me being on the administrative side. So I handle all of like the health district, the permits, all of the really fun stuff, you know, so essentially for me, when she was like, oh, I want to do this thing. And I was just thinking, oh my God, the paperwork, this is going to be a shit show. And it was, (laughs) um, that to pull off with the health district was difficult. It was a long process. Um, it took a few months to even get like the labeling and everything approved because we had to have all of like, you know, the approved labels, nutrition facts, but ingredients also of frozen food as well. It's so like it's just extra like- steps. So it was crazy. And during that time, um, we were originally supposed to launch in November, right? It was mm-hmm. supposed to be Black Friday weekend. And that's when we we're going to launch. And then the governor, you know, started shutting a few things down. Capacities were going down again. So Ferguson's was like, hey, you know, we're cutting back on the amount of people who are going to even be allowed to come in for markets and stuff like that. So we're like, you know, maybe it's really not a good time. Let's just keep it in storage. And like at the right time will be the right time. So I think it worked out. It it did work out because fast forward to April is when it finally launched. Um, After we were told you need this permit or you need that one, it was kind of getting the runaround. And I... And just, I live on my phone and email. So just every waking moment, everything, every time I got something from health district, I'm like, oh my God, like, what, are the things? <laughs> what is it now? And from that point, I mean, previous to that, back in February, we were like, hey, we already have all of the, our labels are approved. We have all the packaging. Why don't we just sell our products frozen? And remember we had just sat mm-hmm. down and we're like, okay, let's just see like if this is a good pivot for us to move from having hot foods and at the time I think we both thought it was a little risky to kind of I mean go from hot foods to completely yeah. online and food shipping. Yeah. It, that's a pretty big jump. And yeah. it worked out even better than we expected. Yeah, honestly. And it was so much less stress on us to be honest, because there's not that that nervousness of every time like, okay, you have to have the food piping hot in the bag, get it to the customer, you know, and now extra sauce somebody wants it and all drink. of that extra shit you know it's like hey it's frozen you go online you order the shit i put it in the box and send it to you, you know and like that's basically what it is you know but yeah. i think it was a really good transition and then from there launching the machine itself and having that um whole thing was really amazing we had a yeah. great turnout ferguson's originally we were supposed to have it just pop up for the weekend and they were like oh my gosh we want to like keep this long term can we keep it permanently and we're like what I expect that because we kind of had like a whole list of other places we were going to take it to and it just fit really well Ferguson mm-hmm. we had that launch we had a great turnout that day we got like what 300 yeah, new 300 followers points. on Instagram so it was really it was good day as far turnout. as marketing is concerned yeah. for sure um I reading about you and learning about you guys um I was really excited that one of your missions is to make veganism affordable and accessible how can you do it because like you're going to be solving a problem (laughs) that apparently the government and like millions of other people can't solve so how are you you making it affordable you know what I mean how are you making it accessible to people that wouldn't necessarily be able to afford it 
I think from the beginning, when we first started Vintage Vegan, we were doing delivery all across Vegas. And when I say all across, I mean, I'm Vegas native, born and raised, and we're going to parts of Vegas that I've never seen in my life. I'm like, where the hell are we right now? (laughs) So I feel like, and honestly, we experienced so many different types of houses and we went Mm -hmm. to mobile homes, apartments, Mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. And in areas that I knew were lower income areas and versus that versus being in Summerlin, you know, in different areas that were vastly different and even desert. Yeah. Complete food deserts. And, you know, we realized that there's obviously that lack of, you know, vegan option in these communities. And even us from our own backgrounds Mm -hmm. of, you know, growing up where veganism is not even something that's talked about. It's not taught. I mean, we kind of know the basis of being vegetarian. And even as kids, both of us had tried to go vegetarian multiple times and our but parents without like, even like really knowing it. Yeah, they have no idea. And you know, both of us were raised by black single parents who were like, what the hell? Like you're gonna eat this meatloaf and like mm-hmm. shut the hell up. For us, I feel like the way we make it affordable is most mostly because Taylor makes everything from scratch. So like our bread is made in-house, the cheese on our sliders, the turkey is made. So with that, we cut our food costs a lot because we're not outsourcing as much, um, especially with tofu. Tofu itself is actually pretty inexpensive, which a lot of people don't know. You can get a pack for to- of tofu for less than $2, you know, and there's it's so versatile. And I feel like especially with us, we're able to get like close mm-hmm. to 70 pieces of tofu out of one package of tofu. So, you know, it makes sense for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that the main thing that we want to do is also show that you can have affordable food that's also quality. And I think that's kind of something and that's also missing. simple. Yeah, and well. simple as well. Because I think that's what makes it even easier is that all of our stuff is very simple. There's only three items on our menu. So that helps as well for it to yeah, be affordable. For sure. Three strong items are way better than, you know, 10, like, not-so-strong items. June is Pride Month, of course. So as a beautiful, young, queer couple, what does it mean to you? Like, do you take time to celebrate it? Like, what does it mean to you to have a month? I feel like it feels really special to have a month. I feel like, you know, that representation is so important. I, I feel like it's even more so for people who aren't out. And I think because both of us are very blessed to have family that's very accepting. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we grew up in households where we weren't taught that, you know, being gay was a sin or bad or things like that. And a lot of people do have that experience. So that's one thing that we acknowledge. But I feel like Pride Month is so important for people who aren't necessarily out because it shows that there are a lot of people like you Mm -hmm. and they're celebrated, you know, and it makes it way more normalized as well. Right. That's Mm -hmm. very important. As us, even as business owners, to put our faces out there so that people younger can look up and say, hey, those people who are owning a business are a queer couple. And that's so dope. Yeah. yeah. And that it's mm-hmm. it's normal, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the whole thing, like you said, normalizing it. And we had the, the honor of just a few days ago, we were one of the vendors for the Youth Pride Prom down at the center of Las Vegas. And when they had reached out to us, I was like, oh my God, we don't even do catering like this anymore. And it was really like, Oh, but we're like the cause. Come on. Like really we, we have to do we it. have to do that. And we're like, we wish that there was like a pride prom, you know, where I could have went in a full suit and felt like comfortable, you yeah. know, and not just like, oh my mm-hmm. God, you know, the gay over there, you know, it's yeah. just like in a place where everyone, even the people they hired, the DJ, the performers, you know, the, the volunteers, everyone is part of this queer community. And it's I feel a like beautiful it, thing. It's to so see. beautiful and it feels really good to be a part of it. And I think that 
celebrating our queerness, our blackness is so important because when we first started Vintage Vegan, we were so scared that people weren't going to support us because of that. You know, we were afraid to even have our hands in our Instagram photos. We were like, oh, you know, if someone sees a brown hand, are they going to be deterred from like buying our product or Mm -hmm. trying us out? And that's a real thing that a lot of businesses face. And Mm -hmm. I think that once we did put like our face to the name of our business, I feel like it helped it even more. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all say home is where you park it. So I know that you guys bought an RV and rehabbed it. So yes. are we still into this? Do we have regrets? Any second thoughts? <laughs> um, <laughs> how is RV life? Well, so we haven't officially started it and like got into a full time. It's still being renovated. It's still being renovated. We are almost done. Reason being is because Vintage Vegan. Okay. So we, we bought the RV in March. We didn't start Vintage Vegan launch it until May. So at that point Mm -hmm. we were working on it every weekend, you know, every single day we're like, oh, and then, you know, someone wants to start a business. And so next thing you know, our our life is like, yeah. And priorities just shifted, you know, and, I feel like our family was like, hey, are you are you still going to live in that? And honestly, when we first like came to them with the idea, we're like, mm-hmm. when we told Taylor's mom, like, oh, you know, we want to. Oh my gosh, she buy- was crying. She was crying. She was <laughs> devastated. And my she stepmom was the same way. She was like, what do you mean? You're going to be homeless? You're going to live in your car? And I'm like, no, we're not homeless. And like, so we showed them photos of like things on Instagram of people renovating yeah. their hands. And they were like, yeah. I think once her mom got a hold of her Pinterest account, she was like totally like yeah. flipped on the idea. And we were super excited about it and we still are. I think that we just have like shift our focus where we're like, okay, right now we're in the stages of like just building our business and we have like major goals that we're trying to hit. And I think like once everything is in place and it feels like it's smooth sailing, then I feel like we can ride into the sunset. But right now we're still on that like grind. Yeah. Feel, like, but yeah. we're definitely back on to working on the band. For sure. A lot yeah. more. For sure. Well, speaking wow. of riding into the sunset, like, what's your future going to be like? Like, what do you want this to be? Is it going to be like, you know, the vending machines over there and you're going to like travel or how, how are you yeah, going to work like this a out? Little, little um, vintage vegan diner tour. Like mobile, US, mobile, you know? vintage vegan. Like, I'm just yes. saying. Pop so what's, what's the thought? With the RV. Well, so, <laughs> so actually... Go ahead, man. What are you saying? Initially, before we even got the vending machine, we had did so much research and we thought about getting a food truck. We thought about the food trailer. We had looked into so many different options. And then when you came up with the vending machine, I'm like, okay, well, and it worked. And I feel like honestly, it's so simple because an employee can just open it, you know, restock it. And obviously that's pretty easy to manage. I feel like the main thing is traveling and finding more places where we want to expand um, in our time in advance. So not only with vending machines themselves, but also physical locations because the ultimate goal is a drive-through. So we're already Uh like, yeah. Yeah, So right, right now we're working towards location number one. Um, So we actually just did spend today, you know, like going to different places and visiting different locations that are potential. So that's kind of like where we're at with like traveling in the van and just finding those communities where it is underserved, you know, and not necessarily placing it in. Okay, well, this is there's a lot of vegan places here. Let's 
drop it here where it's mm-hmm. going to do well. It's not necessarily just that, but because that's not who our target our audience is. Our target yeah. audience is the people who you know how we grew up and seeing and knowing that we didn't even know anything about vegan food. Yeah, those are the people that we want to reach because those are the people who are going to change the world. Those are the people of our future. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. That whole thing needs to be addressed. Yeah, 100%. That's the whole goal of our business. That's beautiful. In it for the passion, not the profit, huh? There you 100%. go. Profit comes with passion. Exactly. I agree. Profit comes with passion. Some business owners spearhead into like their whole business journey for the profit. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. there's yeah. passion. And you can totally tell. A hundred percent. And you can taste it too. You know, I feel like you can taste it. And for me, I feel like I've become more critical than <laughs> before. And I think just because since I got with you and I just can have someone who makes me literally anything I think of all vegan and it always tastes amazing that I feel like when I go out to eat, I'm expecting that same like love <laughs> and care. Like when I just bite into my food at home and when I don't get that, like it kind of makes me yes. so sad. I want you to have that energy. When I say over the years of like us being together, you can call me out. Go ahead. (laughs) We can be at restaurants and I'll be like, oh, this is not, this is not it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Totally. But it's not in a hater kind of way. It's in a like, hey, I know that there's like a better standard. And I feel like Mm -hmm. when it comes to vegan food and even like in my own journey with veganism, like when I first went vegan, the options were so limited. And now you think like, all these major corporations like Burger King are coming out with, you know, impossible this beyond that and making it more normalized that I feel like, why can't we have the same quality? You know, if I go get a Beyond Burger, how come mine can't come out looking good like someone else's beef burger? That's that's all I'm saying. I just want to be yeah. treated equal. And I want yeah. my food to taste equality. It's a new frontier. Completely a new frontier. I mean, I think... Um, veganism and like all those vegan recipes are just right now being gelled and developed and accepted Mm -hmm. so we're gonna move on to show show and tell you guys have something to show us i definitely think like a hundred percent KitchenAid, the mixer in the kitchen was a game changer because when we first started taylor made every single piece of bread by hand, yeah, and my poor baby. I'm, I'm just gonna put her out here, <laughs> right? My poor, baby, <laughs> my poor baby has tendonitis. I know you can't want to talk about Why? it, <laughs> but I really because I, for me it means a lot because I see how hard that she works, you know, and people don't know like the level of effort that goes into something so small as a slider, you know, and watching you roll hundreds of pieces of bread, you know, by hand and knead them all and make hundreds of tofu bites just by hand, which we still do. But (laughs) as far as the bread, you know, and things like that and the cookie dough and cookies and things like that, that you always did by hand. And I'm just like, my KitchenAid was a huge, huge, huge that was a game changer because before like, my poor baby needs to be on muscle relaxers because her hands will be like cramping up. Oh my God, I remember one time you had pulled like, cookies out of the oven and her hand like cramped up and all the cookies like flew up. It was terrible. I feel like we laughed after, but in the, in the moment, I was like, oh my God. Like, oh my yeah. God. That's all the time. So yeah, like, and I feel like that- The that master was a, was a great thing. That was a game changer. I feel like that tied with, I don't know where it is now, but our business cell phone, I feel like, and it seems mm-hmm. so simple, 
But when we started, let me tell you, we were, it was a shit show. And by shit show, I mean, we had no business, <laughs> no business line, no website that was like officially mm -hmm. set up. And we just had our Instagram. And we had, had a phone number thing, like yeah, we text it. It was like text vegan to 21,000 to like place your order. Mm -hmm. And we were so stupid. And we got this thing <laughs> where you pay for a certain amount of credits. And within the first day, we were already maxed out of credits. We already had to like upgrade our <laughs> We got so many messages coming in, like just from that oh one tweet, we had like, what, yeah. like, I want to say like 3,000 like um, likes and then plus yeah. the retweets, plus like, I don't even remember how many impressions now, but the messages were coming in back to back. And it was so stupid because you couldn't like save the numbers or anything. Uh -huh. There was no like, knowing whose name was what. And every time you reply, so if one person's like, can I get Toku Bites? And that's one message. And then you reply like, okay, perfect. Can we start with your name? You know, blah, blah, blah. And, and they then they reply. Keep going. And they just reply, Buffalo. Right? And then that's one message. Uh, and you're paying for every single message. And yeah, it was so crazy. I feel like the phone was a game changer. I think allowing us to take a step like away from our business sometimes yeah. and actually put the phone down and actually come back to just being regular people and mm -hmm. I feel like just a regular couple because sometimes yeah. we have to stop ourselves all the time like when we're out to eat and we're like this is date night can we not talk yeah. about sliders yeah can that must be hard <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> it, is, it is hard but I feel like that was like the biggest game changer our cats are fighting right now it's <laughs> <So>, funny yeah. <sighs> okay we're gonna move on to on the fly which is okay. 60 seconds rapid fire questions for each of you. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to start with Taylor and I'm going to oh, do all the questions with Taylor. And then um, Louie is going to go to Tom. Must have comfort food. Ooh, mac and cheese. Dream spot to travel and eat. Uh, Mexico. Favorite nail trend. Ooh, okay. I just got these nails. They're like stripes. And they're Ooh. gay. <laughs> I, don't know. I love them. <laughs> Are you into that vampire tip too? Yeah. yeah. The little, yes, I love it. <laughs> Your cooking soundtrack. Ooh, um, I, I think I just listened to my gym playlist, honestly. <laughs> what is just that? Just like, um, I have like Janae Aiko, I have like J. Cole, a bunch of different artists. Favorite scary movie? Scream. Ooh, show me your tattoo. Oh yeah, I have a scream tattoo. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> yeah, can... Best dipping sauce? Uh, tzatziki. What did you want to be in kindergarten? Uh, uh, a chef, actually. <laughs> nice. Favorite holiday? Uh, Halloween. Your go-to biggest restaurant? Uh, Veggie Nation. I think we go there way too long. <laughs> Death row dessert. Oh. Not me wanting to help you. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> Dang. I, I know, I know what you think. Go ahead. What what do you what do you think it is for her? I think I think it's mint chocolate ice cream. Um yeah. I think, I yeah. think chocolate cake with <laughs> you, well, probably. Probably <laughs> mint ice cream. Sweets, Louie, your turn. Best meal that Taylor cooks. Oh my God, so many. I think pot stickers, fried rice, my favorite. <laughs> Childhood comfort food. Ooh, burger. Still <laughs> same. <laughs> Your road trip soundtrack. 
Ooh, anything Alina Baraz, the internet. I like the slow vibes, mm -hmm. you know, the whispery kind of girls. That's, that's my vibe. <laughs> Your traveling snack. Ooh, anything salty and crunchy. I trail think mix. trail mix. Yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> Not me answer. That's my, that's my time. <laughs> Best binge-worthy show. Ooh, I want to say The Office, 100%. We've watched it like a thousand times. That's <laughs> so awesome. Favorite thing about pottery? Oh, um. I stopped you, I stopped you. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the ability to just smash it and start again, because I screw oh. up a lot and I no mistake. What did you want to oh, be in kindergarten? Oh my God, do I even, I think I wanted to be a talk show host. Low-key still do, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Favorite veggie? Oh, Brussels sprouts. Okay, best thing about married life? Oh, I feel like always having like someone to do everything with. Like you always have like a date to the wedding. You always have someone to go eat with. Like we're about to go get petties after this. So I feel like I always just have a partner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> my best friend. Yeah, that's my best friend for sure. <laughs> okay, and if you could live anywhere, where would it be? Hmm, probably Bali, because I just see so many good Instagram pics, and I just feel <laughs> like my Instagram Bali. Bali. Like, yeah. 100%, <laughs> I think you'd like it there. That's like my uh, my destination of choice. I almost, almost like opted to stay there. It's it's an amazing place. All right, let's sell it for Vintage Vegan Diner. It's your time. What do you want people to know? How do they reach you? How do they get the goods? Well, you get the goods online, vintagevegandiner.com. We restock our website weekly, sometimes, you know, sooner than that. Usually we sell out within a day or two, so you got to get there fast. You restock your vending machine. Well, right. our website. So we have all the same items oh, available in the okay. vending machine online, too. So ah, we receive. So it's actual stock. Week. Yeah. Okay. So actual stock. And then we restock the vending machine as well. And then that's the main way to get us. And, you know, if you want $3 off, you know, use that coupon code TOFU. Just that is for people who listen all the way to the end of the podcast. A little gem for Social them. Media. Social media. Diner, Instagram, Facebook, Tom and Tay. Everything. Tom and Tay on Instagram. Tofu yeah. Tom. I said you Tofu Tom. <laughs> I'm Tofu Tom. Tofu Taylor. That's my Instagram. And yeah, that's pretty much everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless you got something I don't know about. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tom and Taylor from Vintage Vegan Diner. It was so great. And now you're part of the Two Sharps family. Oh, thank, thank you. you. This was so fun. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. If you like what you've heard, please like, share, and subscribe. We stream new episodes every other Monday. We love hearing from everybody, so please get social with us on Instagram at Two Sharp Chefs, on Facebook at Two Sharp Chefs and a Microphone, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Plus, check out my cooking blog at FromChefWithLove.com and Louis's amazing photography at LouisVicta.com. It's been a pleasure. We're 86 till next time.